0: Welcome to this and that. My name is John Miranda, and I will be your host for this episode. Thank you for listening in. This podcast is coming from Nashville, Tennessee, actually not Nashville, but south of Nashville in a little town called Antioch. A Friend of mine lives here and up here for a week or so. I came up about three weeks ago looking for a better environment allergy wise, and it seemed to be okay better than what it was in Atlanta, which is where I live. However, this trip, I got here a couple of days ago on Tuesday. It's Friday now. but a lot more allergy stuff going on than what I expected, so I don't know that I'll be coming up here again. Although, one thing I like about it, it's really, really quiet. She has a, it's a townhome, townhouse, or townhome, whatever you want to call it. But I live in an apartment, and there's people upstairs, and there's people across from me, and, uh, and they make noise. You know, uh, what can I say? So it's very, very nice being up here and having it so quiet like this. The drive up was swell, although it was really hot. Today, on the ground, it was 101 degrees, but this was a good day. I got a lot done today. Went to the firing range. I have a a Smith & Wesson Bodyguard 380 that I haven't fired yet. I got it modified for myself, a handguard and a clip on the side to put on my pocket and um, an extension on the magazine so I can get my fingers around the handle. I was able to fire it pretty well, it fired really well, but I was a little disappointed that the pull was really heavy and it was long, so I'm going to see what I can do to get that changed. But otherwise, I can hit I can hit what I'm aiming at or looking at, but I tried that as well, firing both with two hands and with one hand. I put about 62 rounds through the gun, and I feel like it'll do the trick. I also brought along a P-38 Walther that my father had brought back. I had two magazines full, so about 18 rounds, so I fired that thing, and um, holy moly, it's a heavier weapon, and it doesn't kick back as much, even though it was 9mm, but wow, the trigger pull was so smooth, and it was short, and the gun is really accurate. I actually gave it to my daughter, who's a World War II enthusiast, and particularly um, having to deal with German armor, now I'm wondering if I should have done that, but I can't go back on my word, so that's that. While I'm up here, besides enjoying the peace and quiet, I've um, been working on a Lego model. It's the um, Land Rover, about 2,500 pieces, a little bit more than that. And uh, again, I, I am just amazed at how cool these models are and how well they're engineered and made. I paid, like with tax and everything and through Amazon, 230 bucks or so for it. But it was really worth it. I have built Kobe Models, C-O-B-I. and They're a Polish company. And they just kind of snap together. They don't, you can't actually play with them. You can't give them to a kid to play with or anything like that. And uh, three of them, two of them, I had to get parts ordered because they, they, they weren't in the, in the kit. But they were really fun for my wife and I to work on together. It really, it was kind of like playing cards, but better than that. And, and it gave us something else to do together. I am surprised at the number of people, although a couple of days since it was hot, this wasn't the case, that are at intersections, sitting there or standing there with signs you know, printed on, on cardboard, basically panhandling. It seems like it's become the thing. I mean, it seems like it's almost on every corner. I'm not quite sure what to think about that. Prices are particularly alarming. Um, the cost of gasoline and food is immediately noticeable. And um, I don't know that that's going to change anytime soon. Hopefully, but this present administration is not being a happy camper. Currently, what's going on is this Afghanistan withdrawal that seems to be a mess. If you can believe what's in the media, and you have to kind of read a bunch of the, a bunch of things in order to kind of find out what the what the consensus is, what the truth might be. But that looks like it's a, it's been a, it's a mess, and it's got it's got egg on uh, Biden's face. So you got that going on with him. You got the changes that he's made regarding the XL pipeline, which has contributed now to gasoline prices. Because in Trump's during Trump's time, we were actually manufacturing enough fuel to sell to other countries. Now, uh, from what I understand, Biden's asked OPEC to, to drop their prices. So it's not such a strain on us. So you got that kind of stuff going on, and the cancel culture, which is just bizarre. And, and now this uh, January 6th investigation, which is completely stupid. I'm, you know, history is history, and that's what that is now. But what they're trying to do is blame somebody, specifically Trump, and bury the guy. You know, it's a revenge thing, and it's costing the American people a lot of money. I did see today, though, that the moratorium on rent is not being allowed to be extended the Congressional Act, so Biden can't do that. And, and that's really good because there's lots of jobs now. You see signs, uh, you know, help wanted everywhere. So there's no reason why people can't be working and making money. And a lot of places, from what I can see, are actually paying more now, $14, 15 16 $17 dollars an hour. So, But they're still kind of, you know, on that free money deal with unemployment. And, and that's the problem. You know, when people start getting something for nothing and they get used to it, they really don't want to do something for it, you know. So it's going to take a little while to get the inertia out of that. This place has, well, I thought it was mosquitoes. I went out on the deck and, and uh, didn't see anything or hear anything. But then when I came back in, I'd gotten three bites on my um, side, one on my ear, and two on my leg. That started really itching, and, and the only thing I can figure they're probably well. They used to be in Clearwater, particularly in neighborhoods with grass. Something called noceums. and these apparently were little tiny things that would bite you. And I think that's what they got up here because behind this particular um, place where I'm staying is a, a large field, grassed field, about the size of a football field, actually. So. That's what's happening there. So there's no going out on the deck and sitting there for me. I'll be so happy when I get into my ideal scene, which is a rural environment um, in the northwest somewhere or west somewhere for sure. Ideally where there's pine trees, short needle pine trees. Long needle pine trees, which is what's prevalent here in the south, are not my favorite. But I've always loved the smell of evergreen trees. When I first came up, to Oregon in, I don't know, 71, I think it might have been. It was just, I just fell in love with it, and I really haven't been to another place since that was like that. It was kind of alarming to me the other day. I realized, God, man, I've been in the South for 20 years. I moved down here, I think, in 1999, and here it is, 2021. I got to get out of this place, man. seems to me there was a song that had that lyric in it. Yeah, Eric Burden and the animals made it. So this weapon that I've got, the Citizen Wesson Bodyguard, I got it primarily because of the environment. And the environment is getting more dangerous, in my opinion. It's always been dangerous, but there's just more and more shootings going on, you know, or people who actually don't have licenses for guns, uh, gang members, if you will, and people that, have them and maybe even do have a license get in arguments and then decide to settle the argument the gun with gunfire. It's just it's just crazy. And of course there's people driving by with, with weapons and shooting other people and um, even even road rage incidences where people are being shot. So I just decided you know what, um I'm just when I when I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know, be packing the gun all the time, right? But there are times when I'm going to go various places where I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, this might be a good idea to have something like that on me. I know that if I lived or when you live in, the, in a rural environment, that's always a good idea because you never know what's happening out there animal-wise. You know, there could be bears or this and that. You may need to defend yourself. In the city, it's a similar sort of thing, especially a big city like Atlanta. And, uh, and there's a fair amount of crime in Atlanta It's really risen, risen since this new mayor has been mayor. You know, she's done some stupid things like, uh, I don't know how she did this, but now police, they, there's a certain criteria that has to be met before a policeman can even chase a criminal. And a number of policemen have left the force uh, under, under the uh, defund the police edict. There's a there's really upstat or, you know, well-to-do area here called Buckhead, and the mayor there, and uh, people there, have voted to to secede from Atlanta. It's it's in Atlanta still uh, because they're not getting the police coverage and protection that they feel they deserve. because There's not enough police, so they they've got it they've got it in the works. You know, they've got it all legally figured out, and papers have been submitted, the necessary funds have been raised, and they're going to have their own police department. They're going to have their own judge and jail system. And uh, they're going to protect themselves. And, and that's where it's coming down to a little bit these days, is you need to take some action to protect yourself and your family. I believe with the lessening of laws and letting go of criminals, it sort of has taken the, um, the brakes off of criminality to some degree. Criminals are realizing, oh, gee, well, I guess if I do get arrested, nothing's going to much happen, they're just going to let me back out again. And that's what's occurring. Um, in San Francisco, I think it was, or California, maybe, they've uh, they've made some kind of law that if you've stolen something under a thousand dollars, they won't prosecute you for it, and that's just like stupid. A thousand dollars for a businessman is probably a loss in eight hundred dollars or two or three hundred dollars, maybe, in profits for him. And this criminal is being allowed to to get it for nothing. He's going to probably turn around and sell it online or something like that. But he's not going to get any freer. You can't you can't hurt your fellow man and, and not somehow uh, become uh, the adverse effect of that. You just cannot do that. It's kind of like a, a natural sort of law, if you want to call it that. But it actually comes down to the individual himself who will begin to do things. Because he knows. Everyone knows when they're being unethical. And uh, they, interesting enough, and it's a test of the fact of how good man is, they will do things to themselves to limit their propensity to do harm to others. And, um, and, and that's a shame. But it's a good thing also because it limits crime in that respect. But it really wrecks a guy and can really ruin his life. And this morning I woke up late and went out for a late breakfast to a restaurant called First Watch, which is kind of a strange name. But I'd been there before it's the chain here in the Nashville area. The, the food is absolutely fabulous, really, really good food. And staff seemed to be pretty efficient. However, while I was waiting for my meal, I just decided, you know, I'm not going to look at my uh, cell phone. And I had nobody else with me, so no one to talk to. So I just looked, and I just watched, and I watched, and I watched. And it was interesting because... People were, I mean, this is a busy restaurant, right? It's really popular, and so people were coming and having to wait. But the thing I noticed that was inefficient was that when someone finished their meal and left, it took a while for the two girls to come over and clean the table. And when they did, they just kind of lollygagged, you know, and they were chitting and chatting back and forth and had to make actually a couple of trips, clean off the table and wipe it. And then they didn't wipe it off entirely dry. And I noticed one couple when they sat down actually had to wipe it off some more. And I noticed mine was wet too. So it's interesting sometimes when you just kind of be there and then look and you can see what you see. And this is a small point apparently, but it would it would definitely uh, improve their efficiency. And they'd be able to seat more people quicker. When my wife and I are in Atlanta, we have a place where we go for a walk. It's a, it's a big parking lot at a building that's an executive building. And they have some trees and and grass and whatnot around it. And many times we go there, if we're careful, when we walk up to where the grass is at, you'll come across a a rabbit, a bunny or two, which just delights the the hell out of my wife. Anyway, so she's in Florida right now, and I'm outside of Nashville. And I decided I'd go for a walk within the complex here that I'm staying at. A a friend of my wife's, she lives in in a house here in It's kind of a, it's a a townhouse, right? It's a a whole area of townhouses in in this quote-unquote townhouse complex, I guess you would call it. So I went for a walk last night, and I'm just walking around and, you know, looking at things like I normally do, and lo and behold, there in the grass is a bunny. I was so tickled to see that, so I took a picture of it, and I sent it to Sheila, my wife, and of course that tickled her as well. Something I don't see in Atlanta very much at all on my walk at the end, where I was turning around and coming back, there was a, a townhouse there, and there were three Muslims with, I guess, a kid or two in a in a and um, they're they're fanning off the child, you know, because there are, I want to call them mosquitoes. I'm going to call them no seeems, like I said before. But these women were in burkas, you know, they had the, the long dresses that came down to the to the top of their shoes, and and this hood over their face was just their eyes that you could see and they were just chatting away you know like anybody like any three women or so would be chatting away with their children over their children it was just very interesting from that point of view it doesn't matter what religion you are you know women are women and they're going to talk together in a group when they have children together it was it was cool to see it actually although i do think it kind of odd um be dressed like that. I just, I don't really quite get it. I have to do a little more research to find out what its purpose is. But it seems like it's, it's very oppressive and very, um, something that's enforced upon a woman that I don't think if she had her own choice, and if it wasn't deemed probably some sort of religious crime or sin, to not wear that within their religion, Muslim religion, I think is what they are. But anyway, um, it's an odd thing. That concludes this episode. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and I hope you learned something from this. Or at least that you're entertained in some way. Talk to you later. Ta-ta.